Welcome to the game. This is game. I should have never gave you platform. Who told y'all can't be disrespectful? Who told y'all can be disrespectful to your elders? Who told y'all can be disrespectful to your elders? Jesus Christ. People are either going to love me or hate my sneaking guts. <laughs> Woo! What's good with y'all out there? This is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. Hey, I got the best audience out there, so y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? Well, I don't hear y'all. Come on, people. Give yourself a round of applause. If they watch, at least they learn it. And I appreciate all y'all, from the ugly to the beautiful, to the in-betweeners. And good lord, there's a lot of in-betweeners out there. Oh my god. Jeez Louise. Wow. Mm. For my tubers though, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'ma say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there, you feel me? For my potters, though, I'm on Google Podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, I'm on SoundCloud, I'm on Spotify, and I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms, all you gotta do is type in The Gap or Kamal Johnson ENT. Bam, and I'll pop right up. Hey, man, you know who else I like to thank? My sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop gonna be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee a Boucho sex appeal about 55%. And look here, if it look good on me, it's gonna look good on your in-between ass. Oh, yeah, man, I appreciate the uglies, the beautifuls, the in-betweeners. Yeah, all, all that, okay? <laughs> all right, y'all know what we about to get into, man. Man, I was singing it just earlier. Man, the disrespect. Of your elders in public. Oh, God. Romeo. Bow wow. SpongeBob. Who else is disrespecting their elders in public? Oh, this is making me so sad. Jeez Louise. Master Pete made to say, uh! How can you disrespect your dad? And he had the people saying, uh! Nah, 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 nah! Damn! I am tired of this shit. Stop disrespecting your freaking elders in public! Say that for the privacy of your own home! I get it! Sometimes, your elders, your parents, your aunts, your uncles, people older than you, to be on the bull malarkey, you be like, God damn it, they don't understand. I am tired. I'm tired of their thought process. But don't say it out publicly. God damn, man. Y'all go on these damn 
public platforms, your social media, and be trying to oust people, and it just seems disgusting. Oh! Can y'all put in the comments below, have you seen seen any white artists, actors, anybody disrespecting their elders? I'll wait. Waiting long enough, I don't see it. Come on, man. Black brothers, come on, bruh. Y'all gotta stop this. This looks nasty, bruh. This looks horrendous. Oh. Alright. So I mentioned I mentioned earlier, I mentioned the Romeo and Bow Wow disrespecting their elders. Let's start with, with Romeo, man. He been ousting his his dad because his dad sent condolences to an um, RP to Twitch. He was a DJ on Ella DeGeneres. He um, took his own life, which is sad, you know, and it's like unexpected because it seemed like he had the whole world. You know what I mean? It seems like he had everything he wanted, but that's the thing with mental health. You never know. But I say that for another segment, another topic. Master P sent out his condolences to Twitch. And Romeo basically ousted his dad. Was like, you care about this man more than you care about your own kids and mental health and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, bro, just pick up the phone and talk to your daddy. Why are you disrespecting your elders in public, bro? That make us look weak as black men, bruh. God damn! Oh my goodness! That make us look trash! We gotta stop that! Stop trying to publicly oust your elders and trying to have... That's disrespect to your elders, bruh. Don't you know the laws of nature? Romeo! Master Pete paved the way for... Away for your ass! God damn! He made sure you was good. And Romeo had been awesome saying, like, he agreeing with his uncles, Master P brothers and stuff, and like, see murder and all that. And it's like saying that Master P ain't about shit and he ain't done this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, why are you publicly ousting, bro, bro? And he's not saying nothing public, really. Until now. Soon as Romeo ousted Master P, then Master P came back and came into public and was talking about Romeo, and it just looks nasty, bro. And this is what happens when you disrespect your elders publicly, bro. It just everything looks disgusting. Oh, it looks horrendous. Man. And it's like, bro, I'm tired of the disrespect of our elders in public, bro. I'm tired of that. Especially when it ain't warranted. It's like, bruh. It's not warranted. Why? Make us look weak. And then Bow Wow. Now. Bow Wow was right. In this so-called argument. Because Jermaine Dupree. This is between Bow Wow and Jermaine Dupree. And Jermaine Dupree said that he created 106 in Park. Which he didn't. But Bow Wow publicly ousted disrespect Jermaine Dupree. 
And he could have just did this in private. I mean, Jermaine Dupri done did so much for about a while. It's like, it's just certain things I'd rather just have y'all have private conversations. This don't need to be out on social media and stuff like that. Could have been hit him up like, yo, I know what you said publicly, but you didn't you didn't uh create 106 in part. That looked bad on me. It make it look like I didn't do shit. Like, can you correct that? Now, Bow Wow would have done that, and Jermaine Dupri would have been like, hell no, I ain't doing that. What's wrong with you? Da-da-da. Then I get it. But this public ousted, and it, then this made the brat come into play and stick up for Jermaine Dupri, which she should have done, and she did it. So kudos to goddamn the brat to stick up for Jermaine Dupri. Hand claps for you. Air horns for you. Yeah. But it's just, man, Bow Wow, you didn't have, like. I just feel that shouldn't have been the first move. That shouldn't have been the first move to kind of disrespect your elder Jermaine Dupri like that, man. And it's just like, it make us look weak, man. It make us look weak. And it's just, all this type of public stuff, like, why y'all just can't do it privately? Why we got to disrespect our elders so publicly? I don't see these white folks doing that shit. And if they is, hey, send the link in the comments below. I would love to see it because if they is, then I'm going to talk about they ass too. But I'm just seeing it rampant with us, bruh. We disrespect the hell out of our elders publicly all the damn time. And like I mentioned earlier, I get it. Sometimes, man, the old heads be BSing. You be like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Ah! But you don't need to out them publicly. That shouldn't be your first move. That shouldn't be your first move. I'm going to say it one more time. That shouldn't be your first move. That should be last resort. I don't like it, man. Make us look weak. It's, it, it happens a lot with us as black people. I see it all the time. Daughters ousting their goddamn moms. Sons ousting their goddamn fathers publicly when it ain't warranted. Like... If it's warranted, it's different. But for the most part, it just be non-warranted. Probably could have a private conversation. You feel me? But no, man. No. So much public, man. It's public shit, bro. Not everything needs to be public. Man. This disrespect of the elders, man. Our answer is about to come up and slap the shit out of us. They gonna come out they goddamn grave. They spirit's gonna backhand us. Kapayao! Goddamn! Ancestors about to whoop our ass, bruh. I, I told your ass don't publicly put that up there. Some of us need a good ass whooping. Guess I said it. Oh, one, two. Y'all ousting people. That paved the way for y'all, man. That's the most saddest part. Because I just feel like, man, bro, the shit that they done for y'all, man. People out here will fight for half the shit that they done for y'all, man. 
Oh man, all this looks nasty, disgusting, horrendous. I can't. I'm done. Enough with this topic, man. Oh my goodness. All right, y'all know what segment we about to get into. We about to get into the sad segment. And today, we about to talk about a show where Squid Game stole their sauce. Yes, I said it. Squid Game stole they sauce. Alice in Borderland Season 2. Alice in Borderland came out first. And Squid Game came out. And somehow Squid Game became bigger than Alice in Borderland. Essentially, and it's the same plot concept. Same type of just games. They're like children type games. Tag and stuff like that. It, 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 it's like, How? How'd that happen? On the same network. They both on Netflix. They both on Netflix. It's crazy. Craziness. So, basically, Alice in Borderland is is basically, they were set in a, in a place, a dystopian type place, and it's cards, and they have to collect these cards. And the games consist of what type of cards you have. So, a mind game is all diamonds. Heart heartfelt games is hearts. Spades is physical activity, and clubs were teamwork. So then, the higher number the card, the more difficult the game is. And like the main actors, I I reviewed Alice in Borderland before, so this is season two. But I'm gonna give y'all some of the cast again. They got uh, a Shahina Aya. She Koyuna. She's like the chick with the dreads and fighting. Then I'm gonna see the two main characters were uh, Kento Yamazaki. He played Rohel Arazu. And he's the main dude character. And then the main female character is Tawa Tashihasea. And she was Yazu Yasagi. And she was the main woman character. And essentially, season two dealt with the face cards. Face cards are jacks, queens, kings, aces, stuff like that. That Them is face cards. So that's what season two consists of. It picked up from season one. And to me, this shit was good. But before I get into really the plot of season two, let me hit you with the stats. Look it, man. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 81%, and INDB gave it a 7.6, while the people gave it a 95%. I agree more with Rotten Tomatoes and the people, so frick y'all, but INDB, I'm going to whoop your monkey ass, bruh. 7.6, that's a C+. What the hell was you watching? So F you, buddy. Anyway, let's hop right into the plot for season two. Basically. Season one was all the non-face cards. They collected all of them. And now season two is they're collecting the face cards. And you start out basically with the king of spades. And the king of spades, he could go all over the board of the games. And he was just killing everybody. He's a mercenary. Just burp, 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 murking everybody. But the thing about it, the king of spades cannot kill you if you're already within a certain game. So that was the thing. So... They went to go try to uh, get the rest of the cards. So one of the first 
cards that they went to cho- go get was like the Jack of Clubs. And it was basically a teamwork game. And then one of the other character that was a bad guy in season one came back season two and had to work with the group. But it was all turmoil. And the thing was, the team that they played against, they were band members. So they were all already together. And the point was, it was like, it was kind of like capture the flag in a sense. But if you, you had a certain amount of points and you touch somebody for battle, and if you had more points than them, you win their, uh, you win like 50 points. And whatever team had the most total of points wins at the end. And it was like a tough game, you feel me? Couple couple members died. One dude sacrificed his his life by smashing his arm to get the bracelet off. Because you had bracelets. And they didn't and the bracelets withheld the points. And another thing was when you hold somebody's hand or bracelet, you combine points. So they ended up winning that. And hey, another thing was crazy though, brother. It's like, I don't like people dying, but the way the like the so-called boss people died. They were like dying so gracefully. They were, ah, oh, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> they were dying gracefully as hell, bro. Like it was such graceful deaths, bro. Wow, graceful as hell. But yeah, they collected that card. Then, like throughout the sea, like other group, like other cast members, I'm not even gonna name because it was like. They were collecting cards or whatever. But the two main characters, they got separated. They collected other cards. One one uh game that happened was um it was the Queen of Spades, I think. And it was like basically it was like tag, but like laser tag in a sense. And if you touch the damn button. They come over to your team, and whoever had the most team members at the end win. And what happened was they collected all, basically collected all the team members, and the queen ended up like she ended up getting murked because it's like a laser come out the sky and murk you. So, but she died all gracefully too and stuff. And they collected another card, and then they um essentially one of their other other members collected the. The Jack of Diamonds, and that was a mind game. And that one was you had to pick. It was four people, and you pick a certain number. And the average, whoever was close to the average, wins points, and other people lose points. And when they lost points, if they got to negative ten, then basically they lose. And they had this cup of sulfuric acid. It was like because it was they were in a courthouse, and it tipped the scales. And the scales got tipped, and it burned your ass. So then they got that card. And it had other members from Season 1 in the Season 2. And they were like face card members. And the way they got to be face card members is because they became citizens of that town through winning games. So, and then another another one, um, there's like a prison one that they did. And that was like a physical challenge. I think it was like was it fighting or something? I don't know. But then they had the fight. And it was the big boss man. The Spades. And the Spades dude killed everybody. Murdered everybody. Was murking everybody. And the thing about it though, it's like right before they uh before they murked everybody, 
finally Roshi and Yusagi, they finally came together and fell in love. And it's like, bro, what took them so long? Even I was waiting for like, when they gonna get the fuck in? Goddamn all the sexual tension between these two. Good Lord. But it happened, and then right after, King of Space was murking everybody. And then they ended up killing Berber, killing the mercenary. And the mercenary, he basically was like, he said, I'm sorry. He basically was doing his job, essentially. And so then the last game was the Queen of Hearts. And then you saw, like, the gay was basically, she was like, yo, all you got to do is finish three games of croquette. You know that white-ass rich game where you're hitting a ball through the damn, yeah, that shit. <laughs> you don't know what croquette is, bro. Google it. Shit, ask over a Google. But anyway... After, like, the second game played, they she had him sit down, and she was stalling, and then she started playing mind tricks and, bruh, and started trying to get his heart felt or whatever. And then, basically, they was in some mental hospital, and, like, he had to take a pill, and he was slumped and didn't remember Yasagi, and Yasagi was like, I'm here. Please don't listen to her. And she cut herself. So then, once she cut herself, started bleeding out, you know, What's his name? Start uh, Arusa, or how do you say his name? Start remembering and remember. And then the chick that was the Queen of Hearts, she felt so heartfelt and she started crying. And she was like, "Okay, we can finish the game." Oh my God, it's love. Love is in the air. <laughs> ah, that's how she felt. They finished the game. And essentially, I'm sorry, the whole time I was trying to figure out answers. Like, why are we here? Can we go back to our own world? My two partners got killed during these games trying to do this. Like, what's up? And then, essentially, what happened, she told him was like, yo, this shit all in your head. This is, that was the plot twist. It was all in her head. Oh, my God. So, essentially... What you thought happened in, like, the very first scene of season one, you thought that, like, you saw fireworks, and then, like, the games proceeded, like, a flashbang happened, and you were just in a dystopian world, and you saw fireworks and stuff. No, essentially what happened was they all saw the fireworks, and it was crazy how they showed, they showed each person that was a part of the games with Asura, and each person walking in that same scene, which was Titus Hill. So you see everybody just having their own life, doing their own thing. And what happened, that shit happened, and a meteor hit their ass. And it hospitalized everybody. And everybody was like in the hospital and certain people that were dead in the game were actually dead in real life because of meteor. And so Asura, he like, he um he wakes up and somebody tells him he was, they were like, yo, bruh. You were part of the borderland for like a minute. One minute. And borderland basically means you were dead. You were on the other side of death. That's what Alice in the Borderland. It kind of plays with Alice in Wonderland. Like she was, I'm going to let y'all, you know, figure that out. But yeah, he was dead for a minute. And that minute felt like a whole eternity. Yeah. And that was the plot twist. At first, they tried to make it seem like the plot twist was like it was a simulation. It was simulated. I was about to be pissed. I was like, not another simulation. Oh, I'm tired of this shit. 
<laughs> they trying to tell us the world ain't real. Am I real right now? Am I asleep? I must be sleeping in a bubble. I'm like this. Oh, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking like I'm really here, but no. It was that was the plot twist though. The plot twist was Asura was sleep from the meteor. He was dead, and within that minute of him being dead, all this conspired, and he was connected to other spirits through playing this game, trying to collect the 52 deck of cards, and he found this out when he collected all the cards, and wake up in a hospital, and then you see other people that didn't die from the game itself, they're alive in the hospital. And then this when Usagi came in and she lied limping and shit and they bumped into each other in the vending machine and it was like it was like, dude, I know you. I met like another and it's because they spirits connected, yo. Connected. And at the very end, he lost everything to gain the love of his life. That's it. End of the goddamn season two. You feel me? Oh, and they had a little play on thing where, like, the Joker card, because you never saw the Joker, and you had it at the table, and it, like, screened into the Joker. And I'm like, there's no way they're making a season three off of just one card. Or they might. I don't know. But I I don't see how that's possible. Like, and that, that, was, that was crazy, bro. Like, and she was like, she was like, you know, like, ah, girl, always you flirting with me. <laughs> and Asari almost messed it up. He's like, no, I'm not flirting with you. It's like, you idiot. She asked that because she feeling you, bruh. And he was like, wait a minute. But what if I am flirting with you? And they start connecting. And they, at the very end, they walk outside. And he, being a gentleman, he grabbed her little purse. They got on the side. It was like, put your hand on my shoulder, baby. <laughs> The end. Wow. Incredible. They had new character. They had like one um one new uh character, maybe two, that was in season two, but the rest was the same cast as last time. And I mentioned all of them in my last review of Alice in Borderland. Once again, man. Uh this this I thought this was great. I love this shit. And they stole the sauce from school. They stole Actually, they didn't steal. Squid Game stole the sauce from them. Let's be real. If you ever saw Alice in Borderland, because Alice in Borderland came out first, I want to say anywhere from five to six months prior, then Squid Games came out. But somehow Squid Games got more notoriety. Man, I guess Alice in Borderland is a black man and Squid Game is a white man. Jesus Christ. Think about it. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Once again, man, this is Alice in Borderland, season two, on Netflix. Watch if you want. I don't care. Oh, snaps. Y'all know what time it is. It is meantime. Let's get it. Uh-oh. Y'all know how this goes. So we just going to hop right into it. We got an old white man. You know you know the old white man fucking or look when he be like, oh, I ought to. I gotta whoop you young punks asses. <laughs> and it reads, you punks, I demand a little respect. Do you have any idea how important I am to myself? Oh!
my goodness. Wow. Yeah, man. Elder me, you know them old, you know, old white people, you know what I mean? Oh, old black people, though, they be having old sayings for your ass. I'll whoop your ass until next Tuesday. It be Tuesday. You're like, damn, you gonna whoop my ass into a whole nother week? That is extensive ass whooping. <laughs> God damn. I don't want to feel that type of pain. <laughs> All right, man. So we got the Joker, you know, in the Joker, in the uh, one Batman. What Batman was that? I don't know. This was the best Joker of the Heath Ledger Joker. He like, and it reads, Alice in Borderland comes out. No one bats an eye. Squid Game comes out. Everyone loses their minds. God. <laughs> and it's true, goddammit. It's true. Nobody didn't say nothing when Alice in Borderland came out. Squid Game came out. Everybody lost their freaking minds. Squid Game stole the sauce of Alice in Borderland. It was virtually the same freaking show. Same freaking show. Damn. Mm, mm, mm. I guess when you know how to steal shit hella good, man, you, it becomes yours. Jesus <laughs> Alright, so we got Thanos, you feel me? And we got, uh, I think that's his daughter, but the, the, the word is blocking out her face. Right. But I think it's his daughter, and with Thanos, you know what I mean? It's about the end of the world. And it reads, Alice in Borderland fans at the top, and at the bottom, Squid Game fans. And it reads under Alice in Borderland fans. You took everything from me! Under the Squid Game fans. I don't know, I don't even know who you are. You ain't stealing, you ain't trying. <laughs> That's not the saying. Damn, that's bad. Am I promoting thievery? No. You shouldn't steal out there, people. This is plagiarism. This is show plagiarism. Mm, mm, mm. But nobody ain't gonna talk about that, huh? Uh-huh, they gonna keep it silent. Squid games. <laughs> yeah, man. They did take everything. It's quick. Bro, what? We wrote this on our own, bro. We didn't take none of your sauce. None of it. God damn. I wonder which one I like better. I like both of them, though. I really do like both of them. I just hate how, like, Alice in Borderland got no praise and Squid Game got all the praise. It's like, how does that happen? We have to figure this out. I have to figure this out. But not today. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Give yourself a round of applause because I got the best audience out here. If they watching, at least they learning. Yeah. I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful to the in-betweeners. And good Lord, it's a lot of in-betweeners out there. Shit. I, I live with a lot of in betweeners around me and in my life. Am, am I in betweener? Oh my God, I'm not beautiful. I'm an in betweener. Ah! <laughs>
Yeah. Bring y'all that energy. Because some of y'all out there be lackluster. Be boring as hell. Anyway, amen. This is another episode of The Gab. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. Amen. For my goddamn tubers out there. YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video art of the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Gorge. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there. You feel me? Hey, for my potters though, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. I'm on Spotify. 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 Across all those platforms. All you got to do is type in the gap or Kamal Johnson ENT. Bam! And I'll pop right up. Mm-hmm. You know what else is popping up? My sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% Egyptian cotton. I guarantee it boosts your sex appeal up by 33%. And look here. If it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass. Okay? And on that note, you have a good day, good evening, good whenever it is. Ooh, I hit my goddamn, I hit my finger on this damn train. This damn train is dangerous. 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 Y'all know where that's from. Drop it in the comments below. Anyway, damn, hit my damn knuckle on this chain. Anyway, man, like I said, good day, good evening, good whenever it is y'all consuming this content. Y'all have a good one of it. And on that note, I'm about to figure out why Squid Game was way more popping than Alice in Borderland. I am confused. Why did that happen? Alice? Is it because the name of Alice? Is it because the name of Squid? Do people like Squid more than Alice? Oh, we need answers, people. We need answers. This was good. This was good.